Hello everyone, welcome to the Crooked Crown Podcast. I'm your host Lamar, where I want us to focus on uh, self-reflection, you know, bring self-awareness, and hopefully we work on ourselves, build on ourselves, and inspire others to do the same. I hope everyone's Sunday is going well. Oh my god, it's been a very trying week but I hope that everyone despite all of our challenges trials and tribulations I hope that you are taking care of yourself mentally physically emotionally all the above I hope that you know we're always taking care of ourselves where we don't always uh, indulge into spending frivolously or you know throwing things throwing little things or situations under the rug I hope that we are bringing them full force and you know trying to work on us because that is my ultimate goal I tried let's see anything that really happened within let's see the past week where I haven't really received a lot of discussions but I do have within regarding the last episode but let's catch up I received the email notification last week that I had 200 downloads that is such an amazing thing it's a beautiful way to start um, my week I was just extremely happy and I just want to say thank you always grateful and I hope that we are learning together if you ever wanted to reach out, you could email me at askcrookedcrownpod at gmail.com. And I will take it from there. I normally check like three every two or three days. But I just hope that everyone's doing well. And I hope that even with the little challenges that we do or that does occur within our lives, that we are trying to navigate instead of uh, being so emotional. Although it's there are people that are emotional, I hope that we are looking more at the logic and learning how to navigate. And this discussion for today is going to be about microaggression within the work company. And I want to speak about this is because we, to be honest, I didn't know about microaggression growing up until I somebody stated the term to me. Normally, within our family household, we are always taught about racism and uh, what's right, what's wrong. But they, well, I can only speak for myself. I wasn't taught about microaggression and imposter syndrome until I got into a work uh, environment, a full-time work environment, because I did a part-time at NYPL. So, I want to talk about microaggressions because it is heavily, uh, it is a, a toxic trait that the hierarchy within the corporation company um, sometimes abuses and it's never okay. 
so I could say ever since last year around June in the summertime you know some corporations have come out in support of Black Lives Matter and they gave you know a great detail of their support of diversity and how they want to change and make it better however if we address the racism in the workplace we need to address and discuss the racial microaggressions that you know and prejudice and all the above that is rarely addressed within the biz within the business and it's nice to see that there's support within companies however what i would need to know what are you doing within the company to um to make the company not only diverse but to make the corporation and the hierarchy become aware of you know the microaggressions that are being implemented without knowledge so without do let's get into the term microaggressions are defined as a brief commonplace daily verbal behavioral and environmental indignities whether intentional or unintentional that communicate hostile and negative sites and insults that divide a group or individual i this is always i have to say i have always I have experienced this more at my job compared to that the job position that I am now compared to my previous my previous job although I was I learned at my job my previous job that I had anxiety and I just wasn't happy and there was people that didn't like me and they didn't want me to move into a better position however this job I they want you to learn their culture without understanding yours. And I always thought that that was unfair, where we have to, I feel like minorities always have to code switch in order to make other people comfortable, which isn't fair. I think it should be, I'm not saying be your true self, because how I speak to my, no, I speak to my boss sometimes, like I speak to my friends. How I speak to my director in my department wouldn't be the same as how I would speak to one of my other financial analysts in the department. It's different. But with code switching is I don't want to lose my authenticity for someone to make them comfortable, which is extremely sad. And it should be brought to light where as of 2021 there are right now companies have so many different individuals of diverse background and it makes this is what kind of diversity is what make the the corporations and the company thrive and expand and become successful and to be honest it's difficult to have you know, minorities to have a to be looked at a certain way, and if you're a certain look, 
or if you your skin tone or the way you talk they look beyond you or berate that person and to be honest I would say you know the Caucasian community does not seem to have that problem and for me as a african-american woman it is more difficult and frustrating that it doesn't make any sense to them and where i don't care about the color of your skin you know the person you love the religious belief if you're obsessed or obese where i just look at if you're genuine or not and to be honest being an African-American woman is like you always have to prove yourself and it is getting tiring where the I could say ever since I came to this job um, I had a specific person who is I could say the head of the financial department and anything and everything I do is not good enough and I am always supposed to take responsibility and blame for events that does not occur. However, other admins who are, you know, olive tone and pale tone, where they don't receive the same treatment as me, which is completely, completely, completely unfair. And, you know, I just hope that there will be some type of change because it's un- it's just not called for where we, as a minority, we always have to navigate and always have to change for other people and it's not fair so a lot of people including me I wouldn't say I I code switch which involves like embracing the dominant dominant culture or switching to a more authentic self you know compared to like when your friends are around it's just sometimes it's really it's extremely sad because you should want to get to know your employees and want to know their background and understand their logic. So I can say this week, this past two weeks, what well, we're going to say two weeks ago, I went to a meeting where my my job normally has meetings where if you wanted to you know do professional development um practices and tutorials and classes they make it available for us which I'm very grateful so there was one meeting that I did attend and it was you know best practices for managing up and I just wanted to hear how do you manage job manage or get promoted or, or just try to work with your manager and I as soon as I went to the meeting I was just uh how can I say just I just tuned out because it was the meeting was hosted by 
a Caucasian man who was very informative, by the way, and open and transparent. And it just, he talked about, you know, if you're having a hard time, try to understand your manager. Hopefully they try to understand you and, you know, what you could do to try to build a better relationship. But um, he did state that if the relationship cannot does not build and if there's a strain on a relationship and if you can not have a cordial then it's best to try to leave and at least I I was very taken back by it because I was very thankful that he even brought that up like what if there's a way that you tried everything to get along with your manager and you know manager supervisor and it's not working so I was very grateful that he said that. However, it was just really, I was going to say taken back. I was taken back because not only was it just a Caucasian man, but it was the majority of the people, the participants in the meeting was female, which is truly sad because it's nice. It's, it's encouraging to see that there's a lot of females who you know, want to learn, want to learn how to navigate within the company. Also, it is just sad that, you know, we feel that way. We feel a certain way to get help, knowing that we truly can't navigate compared to a male within the company. So I was trying to hold this off until I went attended the meeting because since I've been in this company two and a half years, um, it's just a strain within the relationship that I have with um, the hierarchy within my department. And um, I've just been dealing with a lot of racial microaggressions within the workplace that generally take subforms or maybe as everyday or passive racism to serve or invalidate, you know, some people, people of color, while positioning of power as a standard of back, as a standard of like their best, best practice. And it could be, for me, microaggression, because everyone has their own um, interpretations and their own experience. But for me, it's always about the color of my skin, of how I've been treated, the I've always uh, she talked about my hair um, my weight sometimes the way I speak and also the way I um, the grammar within emails which I can agree to a certain level because when I got to this when I came first came on the job I was just like brand new to the culture and also to the higher education career field, so I just had a lot to learn, but every time there's something going on, there's nothing that, anything and everything I do, I just have to perform the, the best practice that I can, because it's, it's a never, I always have to prove myself, which is a it could be stressful and drainful, to be honest, because I 
you want to be judged off your work versus like um instead of your appearance to be honest like your work is judged plus other intangible things where you sometimes you second guess yourself and it affects your confidence which is true I could say I have more control of imposter syndrome thanks to my previous job because my previous job I went be away like above and beyond to try to prove myself try to make other people happy I was grateful to have a job although it was like a low-paying job but it was my first nine to five and I was excited and I just didn't see the actual toxic traits that people were carrying I didn't see or I did see and I just uh more just brushed it under the rug which I shouldn't have but this although I shouldn't have I don't think that nobody would have really stuck up for me to be honest it was just more of even when I got my master my first master's in accounting and when the my previous boss told the director of accounting that I wanted to be transferred out from the position the position I was in to an accounting job it it just wasn't like she told me that she gave that person gave a look and I kind of already knew that most likely I was having to have to just leave the company because it wasn't gonna happen and I'm grateful that it taught me so much because I created boundaries here but people just don't care which is absurd because if the shoe was on the other foot it would be different however I can say when I got here it was just just different where obviously the little comments would just come but then I'm just like brushing it but the difference is with this job, my manager, who's also African-American female and literally uh, the best boss I've had, the best boss, I can talk to her about personal things. Um, she's always like trying to look out for me in the best way possible. So I will forever, even if I do decide to leave or be transferred out to a better position or just leave the company, I will always keep in touch with her because she has helped me in ways and I am very grateful for her because she knows she knows the person and she knows how she is and she has seen and heard the microaggression and she brought it she's the one who kind of brought it to my attention where she's like you know you should write to HR you should complain because this is not right where there's something wrong with her. I don't know what she has against you, but it's it's not it's basically it's just she's taking advantage of you, taking advantage of power, and then here I am just being grateful that not only I have a job but then a good boss. I'm just like, you know, but I write down a, a lot, I document, I just write in a journal about what to do and like the incidents and I try my best to at least do my my job and just to go home. But 
people always want to take advantage and it's not okay. And I'm just very fortunate that I have a manager who sees it and it's just unacceptable. So I am hoping that at least how do you navigate through the microaggressions or what can you possibly do? And a lot of people, I would say, number one, whenever you, whenever at a workplace, even with friends or whoever out in public, and it's microaggression, I would say you could try to correct them, but then at the same time, it just depends. Within a workplace, I would document it and then try to correct them, but it's just hard because they don't understand their privilege. And to be honest, if you don't, if they don't have to think about it, it's a privilege. You know, privilege, you know, means checking your privilege, checking their privilege also means like unearned access to social power based on your membership in a dominant social group. So they never truly had to worry about it, which is unfortunate. However, I do not want to be a teacher. I do not want to teach people things, and I do not want them to come to me whenever they have a question. Um, I could say racial microaggression is what I'm dealing with, and it's always where anything and everything I do wrong. Although I'm working remotely, she could send an email, she could always copy my boss, and it's to the point where I am in their MBA program and whenever I submit a tuition readmission for job relatedness what is the how does the course relate to the job that I'm doing she you know tries to she tries to block it 24-7 so I the way I'm dealing with this microaggression right now because it is beyond just writing documents documenting the incidents and trying to talk to her I'm literally just gonna like send it to HR because there's no other way around it it's not okay and to be honest right now the microaggressions are to be honest it's just having a negative impact not only mentally physically but within you know my job self-esteem and it neglects the mental health issues on, you know, minority employees. It's just really sad how the people that abuse power assume that, you know, minority employee is a lesser employment status where there was a time when I first got there and I was asked like to make copies and or I always have braids I always have a protective hairstyle I do not wear my hair out um the only time I've been wearing my hair out is during (laughs) this pandemic because I'm home and it's always in a mini twist or something it's always protected I do not like it out I do not because I put so much product in it, it could like um, break out my face. However, people constantly asking, can they touch my hair? 
you know, requesting, sometimes asking me when I'm in, uh, how can I say, when I used to go to the huge, like, conference meetings, like, how did I get the job? Or, you know, sometimes people say, you people, which is, I always correct that, like, whenever it's stated, you people, what does you people mean? And it doesn't, it's just, they just don't understand how, where microaggression is expressing a belief that a race doesn't make a difference in success in their life. For example, I have heard, like, you know, I was giving, or I had a situation, and I was just like, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to do my best, and then, you know, one of the uh, faculties that I was eating with during lunch said, you know, if you work harder, you succeed. And it's just more of what I got, the perspective that, from his perspective, it's like if he succeeded because he wasn't lazy and didn't rely on society to help him. And he's more like, if I can succeed, if I can succeed on my own and work hard and get my achievements, you can too. And the entitlement is is just mind-boggling. And I'm just, that's when I just noticed, like, it's just always going to be different. We always, like, I, I always, I'm always going to have to um, prove myself. And it really shouldn't be like that, where I am already worthy. I, we all make mistakes at work, and I'm trying to correct my mistakes, take responsibility. However, when it is more than one person that made the mistakes, but you're just trying to blame it on me, is where I'm just drained, and there's nothing else I could do. So I have drafted up an email that I'm sending to Equal Office of Equal Opportunity and HR. And if I have to send it to the dean, if I have to send it to the vice president, president, I don't care. It's becoming unbearable where I don't even want to come to work, but I go to work because I have other things. I have people relying on me to do my job. And I just wish that you people just understand or just try to have an open mind. So, you know, sometimes I could say one, it's just a main struggle of like the micro insults at the workplace where they don't see that they're gaslighting co-workers and deny that the comment was rude or insensitive or even you know prejudice you know there needs to be there needs to be training or conversations implemented of how to fight microaggressions in the area you know they need to become hierarchy, people in power, people who abuse power need to become aware of their own bias and racism and start confronting, you know, those beliefs. It's only when we confront our issues that 
we can truly understand what others experience. But when that person in power has been in their position for over 10 years and been getting away with a lot of things, it's the only reason why they, you know, become aware or maybe a little nice to you because they're in trouble. Um, so I would say start documenting and I'm just very grateful that I have a boss who is very protective because I know I spoke to other admins in different departments and they are, they cannot go to HR because they don't feel like they are protected where, you know, manager status and associate and assistant director status, you know, they are protected by HR where, you know, admins, no, actually manager and admins are just really not protected, which is really, really sad. And there just needs to be lessons implemented within the workplace. It would be nice that if the Caucasian community, if they, you know, have been entitled of being able to speak out with fewer repercussions than if you are a minority, you know, tell the person who is exhibiting microaggressions that it's not acceptable, even if someone denies their behavior, that it was, you know, racist, prejudice, all the above, they are still completely responsible for their own comments and actions. And the general rule is if you think a behavior might have been prejudice, racist, or discrimination, it probably was. I I just would want I would want you to not feel alone. I hope that you guys are taking notes of like the incidents and I hope that you at least have somebody to back you up. But it's so hard to not only rely on someone to help back you up, but the fact that you may not be able to go to your manager and you don't want to have a target on your back, it's, it's, it's truly sad. Um, it would just be helpful to have a way to deal with the microaggressions. And I will always say whenever someone, number one, is you can confront, but do it in a calmly manner where where you can, I can say, be intentional or simply misplace address the offender directly and ask, what did you mean by that? Don't respond with anger. Instead, try to rely on a particular microaggression comment and action and just say it was hurtful or inappropriate. And I will even document it after that. Document everything. Also, um, why? I would say document everything. And even if, just have it whenever you get fed up and you want to go to HR, I would say you just need to have documentation. Specific days, specific times, you know, give out the situation. Number one, I would, you know, try to build a support team. I know that it's impossible sometimes because the people around you, I wouldn't say, don't want to, you know, get in trouble 
or put a target on their back, but it's important to at least have one colleague that you trust. And while that option isn't always available in the workplace, if you could find a person who you can confide in, lean on that person for moral support when microaggressions happen or when you need someone who will defend you if it ever becomes necessary. Um, it's helpful because I can always talk to my boss about it. I can talk to two or three other people because it's not just me in my department. It's all the minorities. All of the minorities are feeling this way where they have written prior to my existence at this company, it's probably a solid 10 that have been written, that have written up about the same person. And it's insane how HR is not looking at that. That's how I know HR is protecting the people in the higher, in the higher power, higher position. So that's why I would, if you do have an office of equal opportunity, go to them, go to HR, copy people. If you are going to report the incident, make sure you have your facts, copy both. I would say call them on the phone first. So explain the situation so you can kind of see what you want to do or you'll see what you need to do. You'll hear them, how they respond, how they act, how they, you know, they tell you what to do, what you need to do. But I would copy both. Copy Office of Equal Opportunity, copy Human Resources, and it's, you know, it's necessary to protect yourself because nobody is going to look out for you for you so also like besides if you need to you know report the incident um some people you know don't report any of the microaggressions that they experience because of fear fear being deemed as too sensitive and having their complaint dismissed as a my a minority employee but in hindsight i'm pretty sure that they you know I've spoken to a solid two or three in regarding to my situation within the department and a lot of people stated that they wish they they reached out to management or they wish that they could have written up this person. You know, everyone has a right to work in an environment that is free from unnecessary emotional and mental distress. So it's hard. It would be hard because if you don't trust that direct supervisor or upper management to hear you out and find out who is the head of diversity initiatives within your organization. You would just need to do your due diligence. I would say reach out to that person, let them know about any incidents that made you feel invalidated or targeted, and no matter how minor it seems, especially if the incidents become frequent. And as of right now, me making two and a half years, there have been too many incidents that made me feel like if I was a target. And right now, I have six solid incidents that I've written down, and I'm just going to... I spoke to HR. They didn't really want to get OE Office of Equal Opportunity involved, but it is long and gone that they will be involved. However, I will speak to them tomorrow and just see what else I need to do before I submit because it is draining. But we live in a time where... We are, t- we are encouraged to speak out, and I'm just very grateful that I have a boss and I have other people to back me up, because we all have been dealing with different things through the same person, and 
I hope that it's I hope that within this conversation I have empowered people to at least start documenting you know the microaggressions at least the just the incidents so even if you have an exit interview you can list that you can get that there or whenever you have the courage to report I hope you're able to and you have documentation you know some people some people just quit or they don't want to deal with you know they don't want to deal with the stress anymore and I you know couldn't agree more however right now I I know that if I do report most likely I cannot leave because it takes time to build a case and I don't want the person who will fulfill my position to go through what I'm going through because the one thing that my boss said is that she's been there for 15 years and she has does not understand why I'm being treated this way she my predecessors who were there I never had to go through this so I am taking care of myself the best way I can because I still have school and I next week next weekend next week is midterm so I just know I'm gonna have to study and I'm just trying to stay focused stay humbled and practice mindfulness and just not focus on the negative but it's hard so I if you could just get word of advice from this episode and you know you are becoming aware of how upper management treats you first off kudos to you for recognizing that you are in a place that doesn't fulfill you it isn't easy to take that step of finding the right fit for you when we all have obligations that we need to take care of i you know i am just you know wishing you all the best and i hope that you are taking care of yourself in the best way possible because the goal for this nine to five is just pushing me more and to be potentially becoming or going the entrepreneurship route is just more of the timing and right now it's hard to find a little bit of time but I have to make time because I don't want to if I I I wouldn't want my future children if I decide to have children to go through this and it's really really sad that still in 2020 we are still dealing with racism we are still dealing with people in the higher part of that um, hierarchy that's prejudice discriminates people so I am just trying that's all I'm going to do is just try and I'll keep you guys posted although I just know it's going to take a while so I can't even leave I'll get promoted I, like, promoted transferred out in a way. But 
that has that's been my story about discrimination microaggression i hope you guys are taking care of yourself so within another update right now in regards to hair update i've taken out my twist like two weeks ago however i have not taken out these small braids i have not had time but i am going to deep condition with brio geo um a mixture of brio geo um olaplex number three and just let it sit for two or three days and i'm gonna put a little bit of olive oil because i have to get out the nooks of like the, the root of the braid because it feels very very brittle so i'm just gonna let it sit in deep condition for two or three days and then take it out and then just wash it wash it like a solid three or four times um so that's really it for right now within hair also within health i have been trying because i had because of lent i promised myself to have a healthier lifestyle and i've been either walking every day for at least 20 or 30 minutes which is such uh it's been helping me decompress and step away from work or get ready for work monday and tuesdays i walk in the morning because two monday and tuesdays i have night classes that are not done until 9 9 30 and although i can go outside but it's still cold so wednesday wednesday through sunday i normally walk in the afternoon when i'm able to go out like at three or four although today i did a little food shopping so i'm gonna go out after this podcast and just walk and you know realign myself well not realign yes align myself with the things that matter what makes me happy and today, what made me happy is hanging out with my mom. And and releasing a podcast. That's what makes me happy. So I have to remember and remind myself to push forward because people are just miserable. And they want what you have and they don't even know what you have. But they see something in you. And that's one thing I can say about all of the upper management that I ever had to deal with, they were all jealous in certain in a in a way because they, I can say, me working at NYPL as a page for like six seven years, I was just fearful of failing, and that was the biggest mistake where I could have done more. But I do not like to focus on my past in that way. I'm here now, I'm going to make a difference, and I'm going to step forward and focus on me and and make a better outcome of my position that I am in now. So, <laughs> that's like really it. Within regarding skin, I'm still using oils, I'm still like washing, um, using oils, I'm still using the Trader Joe's. Um, shape um butter soap that's like you get two for like two dollars trader joe's is amazing I, um also what else i talked about hair i talked about walking talked about hair health skin oh we could talk about money money i'm actually doing good <laughs> sorry excuse me um january and february i wasn't able to put money into my student loans because February is my birthday month and although I didn't spend the main reason why I overspend is to buy my father a gift which is his birthday is this month um 
also january was my mother's birthday month my mother and my niece's birthday month so i kind of overspend but i am doing good where i'm going to tackle the goal is still in effect where i pay off my last credit card in august i going to start paying off not only my student loan but my personal private loan my private loan that also was for school we'll get there have that conversation soon but yeah i want to my biggest goal for student loans is at least three to five years be completely paid out i don't want to look at it (laughs) i'm just gonna pay it out and that's like more important than than retail therapy so i'm disciplined and focused and to be honest i hope you guys are as well if you have any questions concerns comments please let me know you can contact me again at axcrookedcrown at gmail.com um i can answer your questions i hope you guys are doing the best you can I hope that, yes, I say practice self-care, but then, you know, be aware of the spending, be aware of your behavior, be aware of how people treat you, be aware of your reaction regarding to a problem. Just become aware of your environment. And sometimes, like, we cannot always control the environment, especially at work. Right now, it's a pandemic. Some people cannot you know transfer some people cannot you know leave their job you know we all have plans but I'm just grateful to be alive to see another day and to do better than what I did yesterday so I just hope that you are loving yourselves I know there we there are days that we are depressed I hope that you are working on yourself I hope that you are being kind to yourself that's all I truly want be kind to yourself because no one in the world is going to do it for us I am I'm always gonna I'm always gonna end it every episode I'm gonna end it like this because me and my friends say this before we get off the phone with each other I'm proud of you I am happy for you I am grateful to have you And I hope that you're doing well for you. I, you know, we all need blessings, prayers for everyone. And take care of yourself. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And then I'll see you next week.